0: God bless you, family. Thanks for joining me. I want to show you how you can improve your lifestyle, your relationships, your finances, any and every area of your life by understanding the biblical law of sowing and reaping. Amen. I'm excited because this is very powerful. Let's go right into it and let's look at Galatians 6, verse 6, verse 7 it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. So you cannot mock God and God is not deceived. So here the Bible presents this biblical law of sowing and reaping, that when you sow a seed, you will reap the fruit of that seed. And this seed can be anything, really. It can be a thought that you plant in your mind. It can be what you're speaking over your significant other. If you're always talking about You know how ugly they look how bad your relationship is you're sowing seeds into their mind and you will reap that fruit if you're sowing good seeds into your roth ira or your finances in due season yes you will reap that fruit so this is what we call sowing and reaping it's the way of the farmer and as stewards, evangelists of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are called to plant seeds. Yes, your mission is not to win souls. It's to plant seeds. But here we're going to look at it in all different aspects of our life. So for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap Everlasting life. So, the question I have for you is what do you want to reap? What are you sowing into? Okay, there's time frames for sowing these seeds. Number one, we have short term. If you want to reap a short-term benefit, then sow that seed daily, right? The most important thing to me is my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and I want to reap good fruit in this relationship because I believe that all things will stem from a good relationship with God Almighty, right? Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What's the first and greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love others as yourself. So what do you want to sow into daily? The the seed that you sow at night, is very, very important. For me, I'm sowing a seed at night of prayer. I'm already praying over my next day. The Bible says, teach us to number our days so we may gain a heart of wisdom. How can I number my days or count my days and have wisdom over my days? By being prepared. How can I be prepared? By being prayerful. I may not know what the day is going to look like, but I can pray over it. Lord, I pray that you will help prepare me for all the obstacles and challenges that I have tomorrow. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will wake me up early in the morning and bring me into close relationship with you. So know that if, yes, if you pray these prayers... God will answer these prayers. So when He wakes you up in the morning to get in your word, you better do it because you don't want to sow a seed and then act on disobedience from that seed. So we got short term seeds. If you want to reap the fruit of this short term seed, sow it daily. We got midterm seeds. If you want to reap the fruit from a midterm seed, we're looking at three to five years. Sow it at least weekly and then long-term fruit meaning 10 years plus sow it at least monthly and here we have different places to sow i talked about a relationship with god this is a seed that i'm sowing every single day Relationship with others. There may be spiritual relationships that I'm sowing every week like a discipleship type of relationship. I may be discipling some people in the faith and I'm going to sow this seed at least once a week because in three to five years I want to see them on fire for the kingdom of God. I want them to be equipped against the wiles of the devil, to have spiritual discernment, knowing how to test the spirit that is in man. And then we have finances, right? We want to sow into our finances to maybe reap a midterm and a long-term fruit. Something is Like a Roth IRA, for example, when I'm 65 or so, you know, I I want to reap that retirement account. So once a month, I'm going to sow a seed into that and I'm going to expect it to grow over time. Skills to build and learn. You can sow a seed weekly, right, to build a skill mid-term. Imagine looking at your life as managing multiple different departments of a business. What if I said to you, hey, I want to know how to cook. I want to be a videographer. I want to build a YouTube channel. I want to disciple others. And you share this with someone and you're like, hey, that's, you know, that sounds like a lot. It seems overwhelming. But what I'm doing is I'm just sewing this weekly. I'm just doing one thing to build on my videography skills once a week. I may be Cooking a different meal, or you know, maybe the same meal, and I'm just tweaking a little bit with different spices once a week, so that yeah, in three to five years, I can be a cook because I'm sowing these seeds. And when we do it in this sort of way, it's not overwhelming, right? It can be overwhelming to try and be the best videographer, and you're doing it every single day, and then all of a sudden, you're built out. We want to sow daily the things that are most important to us. And we want to reap that fruit every single day. Every single day, I want to reap the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians five twenty two, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So in order for me to live and walk in the Spirit, I need to crucify my flesh. Let's go back to verse 16. Paul says to the Galatians, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So the flesh is at war with the spirit. Yes, my friend, not everything is a demon. You may be demonized or under the influence of demons because you are living in the flesh. And if you continue to live in the flesh and continue to allow these demons to influence you, yes, it leads to death. Sometimes you need to rebuke demons speak to these demons, tell them they must go in Jesus' name. But other times you got to speak to your flesh. You got to say flesh, right? Submit to the spirit of God when you have all these different cravings that you know that you shouldn't be having. Here we have the works of the, f- the flesh. It says the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. So a lot of times we like to paint these things as demons, right? Yes, there's a spirit behind jealousy. There's a spirit Behind selfish ambition. There's a spirit of hatred behind murder, of course. But these are things that they're they're natural in the flesh and we need to put them to death, right? If I have this intense craving for dessert and chocolate, I can't just let myself every time I see a piece of chocolate just to fulfill that craving and just go for it. I need to say, you know, tell my flesh, hey, sit down. Right, Shut up. Be submissive to the spirit of God. You want to walk in the spirit. You want to be full of the fruit. He says, if you practice these things, if you make these fruits of the flesh a daily practice, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, it's for the righteous, meaning those who are in right standing with God. It's those who are set apart from this world. It's for those who walk in the spirit. How do you know whether or not you're walking in the spirit? Well, you're bearing the fruit of the spirit, right? What is the fruit behind the action? What is the fruit behind the thought? If you feed into those thoughts and now you're angry because you let that one thought that might have been true, it might have been something that could happen, it could have been a lie, but you fed into that thought and now you're operating from the spirit of murder or hatred or jealousy or you're having outbursts of wrath because yeah, you sowed into the flesh and you're reaping that fruit daily maybe you made bad financial decisions, and you will reap that fruit. So Galatians 6, do not be deceived, it says, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So the world likes to say, what goes around comes around. Buddhists like to say, they like to call it karma, okay? But those things are not biblical. Biblically, it's the law of sowing and reaping that you can't mock God. That if you sow that seed, you will reap it. So you may have made bad decisions before Christ. You may have had unlawful business practices 10 years ago, but now you're redeemed, you're forgiven, you're not ashamed of those things, but yes, that fruit can still come back even though you are forgiven, even though that's not who you are anymore. You sowed that seed 10 years ago, and now, yes, you could be reaping that fruit. Just know Romans 8, 28, right? If that's you, don't let shame come in. Don't let worry come in. Know that God works out all things for good to those who love him. That God, yes, he can turn around the works of the enemy for good because now you're favored. Now you're covered because you walk in obedience to Jesus. You might have made some mistakes. You might have done some horrible things in the past, but you know that's not you anymore. And you know that if those things do come, because yes, you will reap Those decisions, know that God's going to shift it. He's going to change it around. He's going to do something supernatural and something beautiful out of that ugly situation. It may be for your healing, for your deliverance. So know that, yes, if you sowed some things in the past, God will restore, he will cover, and he will do something beautiful. So what do you want to reap? Coming back to this question and looking at the time frames for sowing the seeds, short-term, meaning I want to reap this every day, mid-term, meaning three to five years, long-term, meaning 10 years plus, and then looking at the different places that you want to sow. Your relationship with God, your relationship with others, spiritual relationships, evangelism relationships. You may be planting seeds in different sorts of, of people, right? Maybe it's the mother in law, maybe it's the friend at work, it's the other person over there. So it's sowing into these evangelism relationships, disciple relationships, finances, skills to build and learn, biblical knowledge whatever it is, what do you want to reap? But I encourage you to to just pray, to seek the Lord in your season, because we know that to everything, there is a time and a season. If you're younger, you, you need to marinate, right? I need to marinate because I am younger. And if you're older, you still need to marinate in the presence of God. Get built up, get equipped. But whatever it is, what? do you want to reap? And I encourage you just to have a vision, to pray over vision or serve someone else and their vision, right? Serve the church, serve men and women of God, serve their vision and just be faithful. Be willing to serve for years and decades and and forever because as children of God, right? We are servants of the Lord so have a vision from God or serve someone who has a vision from God because Proverbs 29:18 it says where there is no revelation meaning no prophetic vision or just vision in general the people cast off restraint what does it mean to cast off restraint restraint is a measure or condition that keeps someone or something under control or within limits. Or put shortly, it's moderate behavior. It's self-control. In its simplest form, it's just self-control. So where there is no vision, the people separate or they throw off self-control. I don't want to Throw off self control and just live in anarchy, whatever, being pulled around by my flesh sort of lifestyle. I want to have a vision from God, I want my family to be built. On the word of God and his spirit. I want the church to be built on the word of God and his spirit. I want my finances to be built upon biblical wisdom, not get rich quick schemes, because those things are foolish, is what it says in Proverbs. This is so big, especially if you're young. There's get rich quick schemes all everywhere, right? Which leads to the fruit of the flesh, which is selfish ambition. I don't want to operate from selfish ambition, following everything that I just scroll through and now I'm going all out on a vision that's not from God and it's not godly, but I want to build like a faithful farmer what God has placed inside of me. Just know that it doesn't have to be something big and fancy and Instagrammable. It starts with just you and God in the secret place for a few years, getting close to Jesus, having fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and just building that beautiful, beautiful relationship with your Savior, with the lover of your soul, with the one who died on the cross for you. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Amen and amen.